Welcome to The Secret Life of Parkinson's, a podcast trying to break the barriers and stigma around PD to lessen the fear. It's a disease no one likes to talk about. When people hear Parkinson's, they're afraid, even if they don't know exactly what it is. This podcast is led by Parkinson's patients talking about their daily life with PD. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser. Hi, and welcome back to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser, and I'm with my co-host, Brian Baker. Another great day. (laughs) I was wondering what you were going to (laughs) say. I had to think about it. (laughs) And today we are with Alexis Caldwell, who is with the Parkinson's Foundation, the Great Lakes chapter. Exciting. I know. Thank you guys so much for including me, having me on your podcast. Um, I'm more than happy to be here and talk about what resources we have. Well, I'm really excited because um, I we do talk a lot about Parkinson's Foundation, also Michael J. Fox Foundation a lot, but yeah. I had a lot of connections with them last year. And um, we had some connections, I feel like, in years past with Parkinson's Foundation. So excited to hear more about um, the different resources that are available to Parkinson people living with Parkinson's as well as caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We'll just go ahead and jump right in. And okay. I, I think what I'd like to jump in with first is the question that I've always had and people, I think, come up with a lot is, what is the difference between Parkinson's Foundation and all the other foundations? And that's a great question. I will be honest with you. I get that every time I present somewhere, and I'm always more than happy to talk about it. So um, the Parkinson's Foundation, our mission and our vision is really um, to help people with Parkinson's living today. Um, And that's actually everybody affected by Parkinson's. Our um, free resources extend way past just the patient. We have not just resources for caregivers and family members, but we even extend that to um, nurses, doctors, OTs, mm. PTs. Our mission is it's important for everybody to be knowledgeable about PD because it's um, our job to make the lives of people affected by Parkinson's better every day. So like, what are some examples of like how, what, how do you do that? That's a great question. First of all, all of our resources are very much directed towards how is it gonna help you today? So some of our really common resources is we have a newly diagnosed kit. I know we talked a little bit about being newly diagnosed and that disconnect from being diagnosed to finding treatment, finding support, finding exercise groups. We wanna minimize that distance and that gap. So it's completely free. You can call into our 24 hour hotline or you can ask for it online. Mm -hmm. And it is a kit that really just kind of goes over common questions, the first fears that might come up when you've been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also we try really hard to connect you with your local chapter. In Ohio would be the Great Lakes chapter um, to find those local resources. So a lot of our group works on what is in Ohio, what is local, Mm -hmm. even in the places that we might not have a representative or a walk, we still have those um, connections. So for example, I'll give you a great connection. So some of the fundraising dollars that we have actually goes back into grants for communities. Okay. So for example, the Parkinson's Foundation, either last year or the year before, funded a grant in a rural community that helped with transportation to get people completely for free with Parkinson's to their doctor's appointments and back. So um, other grants that we gave out were um, at what's called an aware and care kit. And I can chat a little bit more about that. It's a free resource for people with Parkinson's to help self-advocate if they're in a situation where they're maybe in a medical situation or an emergency situation. That's a really amazing resource. So um, there was a grant that we funded through the money, through the 
um, Great Lakes chapter um, to give out hundreds and hundreds of those for free, handing them out and actually proactively giving them out instead of waiting for people to apply for them. Hmm. I could go on and on. And I will tell you that I tend to ramble because we have so many resources. So feel free to cut me off. But that's just a little taste of, you know, the research that went into the wear and care kits really Mm -hmm. was like the money went into the research. We talked with people who have PD, what are your struggles? And for example, um, as you know, it's very important to take your medication right on time. We just talked about that. (laughs) I'm sure you have. And as you both know, how important that is. If you're in an emergency situation, you might not be able to self-advocate or tell your doctor. It didn't even have to be an emergency situation. I literally just spent a significant amount of time in the hospital for DBS and in a clinic where they know Parkinson's, they still can't get it to you on time, you know? <laughs> and that is ve- that can be very frustrating. So these kits, um, they come with magnets to put on the board. Hey, my medication is you write in the time. It's a self-advocacy tool because, um, you know, it's great that you were able to be somewhere and even somewhere that, you know, specializes in Parkinson's. Yeah. Like you said, there's still issues. Um, and there's people who might be afraid to speak up. Um, so these are, this tool, we chatted with people with Parkinson's said what's the hardest thing when you go in the hospital and we tried to make proactive tools mm-hmm. to include in this bag to give out so do you work with like with um movement disorder specialists or neurologists and like because you know even with having a newly diagnosed kit uh, you know we were talking how do we get it in the hands yeah, of how the... do you get it in their hands so and that it's not like always left up to us 100%. I feel that because I work with Parkinson's patients all the time. And that's number what the number one thing I hear is, how did I not know about this earlier? Right. So I joined last year, and I'll be very honest, throughout, you know, with COVID, it really took our engagement down. So my partner, um, she's my direct supervisor. Um, it's two of us that cover the Great Lakes for um, development. And then we have somebody who's dedicated to education. So we're committed to going out. Um, the biggest thing that we need is if people people are interested in those resources or somebody who knows that has them um, bringing us in so that we can share and give those resources away for free. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, but we do proactively um, go to assisted living, to the hospitals. You know, we work with not just Ohio Health, but also OSU. And so when they need resources, we try to get that to them. So we are an open line for who needs these resources. We want to get them out there. My goal is to deplete my resources so that um, everybody has a chance to have yeah. access. Okay, to like, you know, I spoke or we spoke about before this, like we, we had lunch last week with a group of Parkinson's people and you know the overwhelming comment was there's a disconnect between being diagnosed and finding community groups um exercise groups support groups you know so that like jessica said are are you able to work with like ohio health and mount carmel and you know i'm just naming local resource that i'm familiar with ohio state are they giving your the are they willing to you know have product i guess on site to hand out you know Yes, and it's a very, you know, paper world, but we have also digital resources as well. So number one, yes, we are in the process of continuing to get those resources out on hand, but we can always do a better job of that. So we're always looking for opportunities to get those resources in. Um, Additionally, we have created kind of a resource sheet that um, when we go out and we're in public or we do any sort of 
Parkinson's 101 presentations to talk about what we do. We always have education forms where you can just check off, I like this, this, and this. Um, so yes, we do have those resources available and I love the idea of being more proactive and that's definitely something that we want more opportunities to speak out around the city to talk about the resources we have to have people want to host those at their facilities. They're okay. all free for people mm -hmm. who have Parkinson's. It's important to get it in their hands. Okay, So, and another question I had mm -hmm. was, yeah, I know when I got switched over to a, a different medication, first of all, the medication is extremely expensive. Yes. Yeah, so what resources are out there? I know I found a couple of them. Um, you know, they're income-based a lot of times, but there's, you know, do you have a, do you help people with their medication costs? Do you have resources to help? You know, how, how, what about those services? That's a really great question. We work with a lot of different organizations um, that have different kind of medical research. Um, so any opportunities that would be local, our helpline would help make sure that we're directing the people into the right space. So my first thing I would say is our helpline is the best place to call because no matter where you are, rurally, um, if you are um, you know, in the city, they'll be able to find the closest resources and not just doctors, support groups, but you know, past that, whether that is grants you can apply for, research that you can be involved with. And then in addition, um, we also, I work with a couple other local groups. Um, for example, worked with a great group in Circleville who hosted their walk last summer. And um, I know that they have just a local fund that they work with um, from their fundraising dollars that helps to pay for some of these things where needed. Um, so yes, we help fund some of those things and we try to give people access to them um, from our helpline. Great. Are you, um, is Parkinson's Foundation, is that just U.S. based or is it everywhere? It is just U.S. based. However, there are counterparts to what we do. Okay. For example, there is um, a new research research initiative that will be announced pretty soon with Parkinson's Foundation UK. So it's not okay. our foundation. It's a sister foundation and a sister organization that we're trying to help with their, um, they do more research. We do more um, how can we help you day of. So we're really trying to mirror that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I don't think I actually got to, but the difference between the Parkinson's Foundation and the Michael J. Fox Foundation, which we get a lot, is that the Parkinson's Foundation are most of our research and most of our um, resources are for people living with PD today. How can we help you? Mm -hmm. um, we have PD Generation, which is a gene research program that we started that has seen a really amazing results. I've been able to talk to some of the I just people. did that. You on did? Monday. I did. Wonder. I would love to hear how yeah. um, about your experience. Yeah. More, well, but. I still I, the results. I haven't done that. It was just the initial one, but yeah. it took it took like three months, I think, to get in because they had such a great response which yes. is awesome always awesome but yeah. the more money we can raise the more um you know funds that we can put in there the faster and also you know make that more widely available so it's not just available at some of those bigger hospitals but um access locally too can you talk a little bit about what pd generation is yes yeah, so pd generation is basically a genetic testing program that we have launched through the parkinson's foundation you have to apply um, and anybody who has a diagnosis of Parkinson's, this is a completely free testing. Mm -hmm. What it does is it tests to see if you have the genetic tracker um, that could potentially pass this along or see if it put, could have been potentially passed along through your genetics. Mm -hmm. So for some people, this is very important to share with their children. This is very important to share. You know, it's just another tool in your toolbox and another piece of the puzzle to see what 
why Parkinson's, why this happened to you, and it really helps kind of map that out. So, and what are researchers then doing with that? Um, so, a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of researchers will take that to expand on that. A lot of researchers will take that and talk and um, you know talk to the people, the other researchers working on a cure. They're going to come together and they're going to take some of this information and see what we mm -hmm. can do and how that's going to continue to influence our research in the future. Nice. Yeah. So you have chapters all over the United States, correct? Right. Yes. Because I know that there's actually I can't remember who is telling us this, but um, not every state even has a movement disorder specialist. So are yes. there there the chapters in states like that, or that you know? I mean, I swear in Ohio we have so many. Like it feels like that. It yeah. does, especially compared to ones that you find out that there might they only have one in the entire state. Mm -hmm. um, are those chapters you know stronger in terms of? the networking that people are doing or is it not and somehow we need to amplify that so the people there do have they know that they have the resources even if they don't have the right physicians that's a really great point and a really great question i would say ohio relatively when you look at the entire country is incredibly lucky um you know we have a, a dayton event that we do and there is a amazing dayton community of neurologists and and um you know specialists there. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the Cleveland Clinic has just been awarded one of our um, centers of excellence. That means that they go through a rigorous program mm -hmm. to make sure that they are the right fit for people with mm -hmm. um, Parkinson's to go get treated. Now, looking at the I also find it incredibly disheartening and very surprising that there are not specialists in every state, not even just community. I can understand that, mm -hmm. but in the state. Mm -hmm. So that's also part of our mission is growth. We have been able to grow substantially. Even over COVID, we've been able to hunker down, but continue to grow not only our fundraising, but also the amount of people that we impact. Mm -hmm. So it's always a goal of our, for example, when I started, we were just Ohio. Now we are expanding out to Southern Michigan and Western PA. Ideally, we'll be able to take more and more of those areas to provide our resources, let them know about what we have. Mm -hmm. um, it's always on our mind and it's always something that we strive to do. Again, talking, going back to the centers of excellence, that's something that we are encouraging hospitals to up their game when it comes to Parkinson's care so that they can get the certification and we can continue to tell people to go there. So it's, you know, it's definitely something that we're going to continue to work yeah. on. And um, that is also a huge testament to our volunteers. Like I said, there's three people that work for the foundation in Ohio that covers that three state area. Mm -hmm. And we have the most amazing volunteers in Dayton and Cleveland, places I can't go every single mm -hmm. day to really, I mean, they're going out and making these aware and care presentations. They're the ones going and educating people about this, trying to form support groups. So right. we would not be able to do what we do without our incredible volunteers. Um, I even work with uh, somebody in Pittsburgh who volunteers for the Columbus Moving Day because she doesn't have a moving day closer to her mm -hmm. and it's really important that she comes to support. So I think the main thing I want to say is even if you feel like there's not a chapter near you, we will support you and we can still cover you. So if you don't have that access in the state, Again, our our twenty four hour helpline. It's completely free and it's manned by professionals. It's manned. So a person actually answers one hundred percent, and not just a person. Not me. They would never let me on the helpline. These are <laughs> doctors. These are OTs. These are neurologists. These are um, physical therapists. These are people who've dedicated their time to helping people with Parkinson's. And they will be able to find, even if they're not located in our chapter, they'll still be able to narrow down what kind of resources that you have. So even if you feel like 
you don't have to belong to a chapter. Mm-hmm. If you reach out to us, we will find a way to make sure that you're helped and supported. Even if there isn't somebody in your state, we will find what's close to you and make sure. Do you feel supported. like that hotline is utilized a lot or could it be utilized even more? I th- I always think that there's ways to use it more. Mm-hmm. It is a hotline um, a f- via phone. We also have email. So I will say that our phone side of it is used more, but that is so important to me. I carry around postcards with me with our with our helpline yeah. and I leave it everywhere <laughs> I can because again, this is a completely free resource. This is where our funds go to. We're eager to have people use this more. And I will tell you that the engagement here in Ohio has really been booming this past six months, nine months. We had uh, Moving Day Cleveland, Moving Day um, Dayton, and these are our fundraising walks that we do annually. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had a goal of maybe 300 people at Cleveland. You know, we're just getting back out there. We had almost 600 people walk through and register for that event. And it was incredible to see that. Same thing with Dayton. We surpassed our goal by, you know, by about 15%. And we had, you know, staggering numbers of people there so the activity and the engagement is out there and we're always looking for volunteers we're always looking Mm -hmm. for um you know people who are interested and passionate about this and the columbus moving day is coming up october right yes so our moving day um columbus is october 2nd and it's gonna so that's a sunday Mm -hmm. it starts at 11 a.m but our walk doesn't kick off until around 12 30. so if you can't get there until 12 you're not gonna be missing anything but not just it's not just a walk it's also i like to think of it as like a resource fair Mm -hmm. we try to make sure that we have you know a lot of main people in our community there to showcase the resources that we have Mm -hmm. so there's people talking about medication about support groups we try to make sure that everything is covered um when it comes to that so it's a great opportunity. The other thing is our event chair this year, um, Samantha Anderson, I believe you guys know yes. her. Yeah, she's so wonderful. Yes. She has stepped up. She's become our event chair. And something that was really important to her that we're really trying to bring this year is that connection piece. Mm-hmm. We want this event to not just be, you know, a walk and a fundraiser. This is really a, a yearly event where you can meet other people yeah. in the same boat as you. So yeah. we're trying out this new kind of like um, PD network working kind of tent activity where people can really try to meet each other and talk and even <laughs> sign up for support groups and exercise groups right on the spot right nice. there. So that's great. Um, yeah, we're always looking for suggestions. You know, this is a walk for the people that are affected by Parkinson's. Yeah. And we always say it's it's not just, as you guys know, it's not just the person yeah. who is diagnosed with Parkinson's. It affects yeah. everybody in your life and your caregivers. And we like to support that entire family. So we try not to say too much people with Parkinson's. It's really yes. people affected by Parkinson's. Great. I love I the, could talk forever, I obviously. <laughs> I apologize. No, I, love, I just love the fact that, you know, because I did, when I was first diagnosed, my friends and I did... Um, the moving day walk Mm -hmm. when it was in November Mm -hmm. Uh, it was like 2019 I think and um, you know I remember doing like you know we made our donations and stuff like that and not um, I don't there was so much going on back then though so it's like I don't feel like I had a full understanding of all the different things that the money goes towards yeah so it's really nice to know like it's those it's the helpline that you have and it's the resources and the kits and Mm -hmm. all of those pieces really coming together which is so important not just for us who are going through it right now, but maybe for those that are going to be going through it or going to be newly diagnosed. So it's out there for them. So, And I think something that's really important for us is 
making that first step of knowing what resources we do have available and being proactive about it. Mm -hmm. So opportunities to come on your podcast, opportunities to ever come to any support groups, exercise groups to really say, hey, we have we have a lot to offer and there's something here for you. Yeah. Um, we're always looking for opportunities. So if or if anybody is curious about what we have or mm-hmm. think that there might be a group, you know, Great Lakes at Parkinson.org. That is our Great Lakes chapter email. It's checked daily by me and somebody else. So yeah. we're always happy to um, get those resources out. That's our main great. our main goal. So good. Well, thank you so much. Thank for coming you so on. much this for so having me. And you guys, I'm very excited to mm-hmm. um, to listen to the podcast and share mm-hmm. it with our followers on our Facebook yeah, page good. and everything. So yeah, this I actually, I mean, I learned a ton just from this conversation. Wonderful. So thank you so much. And I'll tell you, anytime uh, you guys need anything you reach out to us yeah. we're always happy to help yeah we'll definitely share uh, we'll share the the website and the link and information because um, you know we do get a lot of comments and questions just from the podcast alone of you know different resources or what people have available and making sure we talk about that so Parkinson's Foundation is definitely something we could point people to, mm-hmm. um, uh, to just to learn more and I love the idea of the hot the helpline yeah. Just because I think talking to people one-on-one just makes such a difference. So, And I like that, um, you know, it's it, you're talking to a real person. Sometimes you're talking to somebody who understands what you're yeah, going through. Yeah. It, is, it isn't a hotline. It's not just a send you on your way hotline. Mm-hmm. This is a hotline that is really here for you. And the other thing, the last thing that um, I like to highlight is that hotline is for caregivers. That hotline is for anybody affected mm-hmm. by PD. We have free care caregiver resources. We're actually hosting an entire caregiver kind of summit so mm-hmm. that we can invite some caregivers from around the nation to talk to us. Tell us what, what we can do better yeah. um, to support caregivers and family members. So, yeah. Oh, Alexis, thank you so much. You're for so welcome. On. It was so great it. to thank chat you. with you guys about it. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, thank you again for tuning in to The Secret Life of Parkinson's. Um, if you need have or need any information, uh, we'll have the website available to you about the Parkinson's Foundation and we'll uh, provide the helpline as well. So thank you again for tuning in. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Brandenburg. To contact us, email info at thesecretlifeofpd.org. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.